good to see you here today. We're so excited to have each one of you here. You know, uh, this series is going to be very important because marriage and family is very important, not only to culture, but to the church, to actually everything that goes on. So this Us Against the World series is vitally important to the church and to the community. And this is an opportunity for us, and Joyce and I are glad to be with you, but it's, a, it's an opportunity to get a better perspective about marriage, or a different perspective, maybe I'd say. You know, Paul initially in chapter 12 of Romans tells us that when we, come a, when we become a disciple of Jesus, we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So that's kind of what we want to do this month, is get us all who are married to change our minds about what that marriage is all about. And we want to talk about that marriage being on mission. Uh, I'm Webby Oglesby, by the way. If and you, I'm Joyce. Yep. She's my wife, and we've been together a long time, but we'll talk about a it in a minute. A long time. Yeah. You know, there's a misconception, Joyce, about uh, preachers and, and marriage. They think that Probably. marriage is, their marriage is perfect. You know, the preacher, he's a preacher, so he never gets mad. He never sins. Uh, he never does anything wrong, wrong blah, blah, wrong. blah. Oh. Wrong. Oh, is that Sorry. wrong? <laughs> well, you do. You do and you do. Uh, yeah. But I do too. Yeah, that's exactly. I was about to add that. <laughs> I knew you would, so I beat you to it. But this series, Us Against the World, Joyce, we've been in this nearly 50 years. In December, we'll celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary. It's crazy. But we actually met a year before we got married, and we were engaged uh, on October the 4th, 1970, and then... Uh, huh? No, 1970, wasn't it? No. Oh, yeah, October the 4th, <laughs> 1971. That's all right. And then we got married on, on uh, December the 4th, Two months 71. Later. Yeah, and no, no we, we were, were not, not with, with child, child no. I promise you. <laughs> like... Now, there's two things I want to clear up right away. There are non-Christian marriages, of course. You may be here, and maybe your marriage is not built on the Lord or the, the Bible, either one. Uh, when that happens, there's no way that your marriage is going to bring glory to God. In other words, today we're talking about marriage in light of bringing God glory. So it's foundational. If you or your spouse are not both in Christ, uh, then you're not married according to the biblical values that we know are in the Scriptures. So you can't possibly expect to be on mission for Jesus. But here's what I want to say. I thank you if you're here today without your spouse. You're married. You're the disciple in the home. Your spouse is not. And I, I encourage you with these words. I am so glad that you continue to be a disciple and you're in worship and you're doing what you're called to do and be as a disciple. The second thing is when two Christians get married. And... And when two and Christians, that's, ideal. that's, that's exactly ideal. what we're Sorry. coming to revisit. Paul in, uh, I mean, uh, Peter in Second Peter, uh, it's recorded, gives us these things in his second letter. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. See, even as disciples, we have evil desires. 
our, our fleshly person just raises its ugly head all the time. So, so Joyce, what he goes on to say is, for this very reason, he says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. He says, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I think knowledge... An application. What good is knowledge yeah. without the application? Well, so. the knowledge, wisdom is to be able to use that knowledge in sure. the right way. And then verse 10, as I wrap it up, it's, it's very important. Therefore, my brothers, talking about brothers and sisters who are married, that's what we're Husband talking about. Man and they woman. both are disciples. Be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. He says, for if you do these things, you will never fail or fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal king of our lord jesus christ himself our savior so here's the thing joyce uh this marriage series about us against the world and so we what would you say about the world in comparison to the family wow well i just a quick analogy that I would make is that we live in a messy world. Yep. I think more so today than ever before, but our marriages can get messy too. Now, I'll just say this. If you come and let me know that you're coming a certain time to my house, I'm going to have my house clean. If you pop in on me at my house at any <laughs> given time, you might find a messy house. And that's kind of how it is with our marriages Sometimes it just gets messy. And I don't care if you're living with a preacher or if you're living with yeah. a carpenter or if you're living with, you know, a bank executive. I don't care who you're living with. Sometimes your marriage just gets messy. You see, we kind of, we live in this world um, and, and we need to focus on that world and being better disciples for that world. But within that big world, we live in a, a small world, our world. And life gets busy. We get caught up in the day-in and day-out grind of life. And then we forget, as a couple, what we have come together well, for. Well, we forget our mission. We forget our mission. Just like, you know, when you and I got married, we were, we were on mission for the Lord. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we forget that because we're so caught up in yeah. our little world that we forget. And, and marriage is a picture of Jesus Christ. He's called the bridegroom in the, in the Scriptures. And his church is the bride. So our earthly marriages, we, we are an example of that relationship. In fact, mm -hmm. Paul talks about it in Ephesians 5, remember? I love that. Yes. I, I do 2.21 says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Isn't that great? But he puts a bigger onus on the men. Yeah, he does. He does. I you're, know. You're the well, we're the, the priest of the home. That's right. No you're doubt about it. the priest of the home. And he puts the big whammy on you, and that is... You know, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Oh, and, and gave himself up gave for her. gave himself up for her. Yeah. And you've done a good job of that, I'll just well, say. Well, not all the time, but not I appreciate the, time, no, the compliment. But, but you do. Um, but, you know, we're, you are supposed to present that bride without blemish, flawless before him. And yeah. so that's how we're to do the church. And so, you know, within this church body, when it gets messy, we're, we're to clean it up. Yeah. You know, but... Um, but, you know, marriage is... But the bottom line about marriage is what? 
It's temporary. It's temporary. It's just like life, basically. When we, we don't like to think about that, that our lives here are temporary, but they are. But when you're a Christian and you have that hope of you know, joining Jesus Christ as the heirs of the kingdom, we are eternal beings with him. And so, you know, marriage is temporary. Marriage is temporary. Eternity, Eternity is, is forever, forever. No doubt about it. That means I'm not going to be married to you in heaven. Huh? That's true. Well, That's the right. Bible teaches that we there won't be any marriages in heaven. So, well, he does. You know, in First um, John uh, two seventeen, the world and its desires will pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And so our marriages are temporary, and our our goal is to stay on mission because that's eternal stuff. Sure. So wouldn't it be better for married couples to be married, particularly two disciples, and be on mission, investing their lives together on things that really matter? Wouldn't that be better? Well, of course. Joyce, you know, we've, had, we've been on mission, like we said a few minutes ago, our entire relationship. We met in the church. Right. So we, why don't you speak we, into that a little bit? Well, I'll do my best. I, you know, I mean, you were my youth minister, and so, and I was very passionate about the Lord, as you, as were you, and so we had that common bond. Yeah, and that's one of the things that that attracted me to you, and and me to you. But you know, we didn't sit down and have a plan, and you know, I like to have a plan. But did we sit down and discuss what that common bond was going to look like? We had. You know, in our hearts, we had that agreement. And so we have invested all of these years, all of these years, the, you know, the, the short year that we, we dated and kind of didn't, but, you know, the quick two months that we were engaged. Yeah, she chased me till I caught her. <laughs> yeah. There's no literally. doubt about that. That's a fun story. But, <laughs> um, you know, but we invested in people. And some people say, you know, well, I just don't know that I can do that, invest in people. What does that look like? Well, I can tell you, Investing in people looks different for different people, but it really encompasses a lot of categories. Mm -hmm. You know, we invested in people. We've invested in them financially. We've invested in them physically. I mean, we've had people come and live in our homes for long periods of time. We've, you know, we've invested in them I remember when you you were on the radio and this single mom got involved in your show and we ended up renting a U-Haul and going over and moving her and her kids into a better place. Yeah, we did. And you worked tirelessly loading that truck that day. And all over I'll never forget that. that. Furniture from but listen, here's the thing. Great. We can all do this. Everybody can do it. It, it. it might look different. Some people are just happy to do it financially, or some people just say, I don't Not want to be involved emotionally. Well, I think you can do it at different levels. You know, I mean, maybe you can only give but the a thing can is, of beans we, at Thanksgiving, but you do. We have to invest in people if we're going to make disciples right. that make disciples. Now, you've been mentoring people for years, uh, and you still do that. Mostly marriage and family issues is what you deal with. I remember a guy when we were on the radio show, uh, George used to be on in Louisville talk show, and uh this guy called in and said, Joyce, you know, my wife and I were having a lot of trouble. I finally gave my life to the Lord. And he said, our intimacy became so great when I invited Jesus into our bedroom. Now, guys, that is a witness that was phenomenal that day on that radio yeah, show. Pretty cool. Uh, would it, wouldn't that, the whole, the whole ball of wax, you might want to say, with a, with a mission that you're on, wouldn't it be better if couples were on that mission together? 
You know, what's interesting about that, though, was what this man was saying in the big picture was he took himself out of the picture and he yeah. put his, his self on the shelf. And, you know, I think that that encompasses a lot of the world's messiness yeah. today. You know, the big world and our small worlds that we live in is that we're so wrapped up in ourselves that we forget what you and I have lived by yeah. forever in our marriage. You are more important than I am. That's right. Yeah. And, and the thing that, that we need to keep in mind, and we talked about it, is eternity thinking. Yeah. Uh, have we always been on mission and always done the things that we should by giving and sharing? Well, no, no. We, ne- we haven't. That's what we need for you to understand, that you will get lost in your living and lose your perspective as a disciple of Jesus. I know in Chan's marriage book, one of them, he says, mm-hmm. did you take the time to think about why you were getting married and, and the reason that your marriage needs to be built on the mission. Now, I have a question or two that are very foundational as we move through this very quickly. Why did you get married? That's a great question every married couple needs to ask themselves. See, the basic foundational question sets the view that we have of marriage and of the world. If we sat down and talked about our... I know, I know families that will not allow their teenagers to date a non-Christian because they want those, the spouse of their child to be on mission for Jesus. And Good I rule think, of thumb, actually. Uh, Chip Ingram, what did he write in a... Well, he's one of my favorite. Chip Ingram has a series, and it's an older one of his, but if you ever get the chance, even if you've been married for 35 or 50 years, pick up the book uh, Love, Sex, and Lasting Relationships. Yes, that's a great because one. what he tells us is... You know, we as people and as couples and as married couples, we have this pyramid inverted. You know, we usually start off with foundational things like uh, the chemistry between one another. Well, you know, falling in love. and then Falling in love. Well, attraction, yeah. sex. We usually put sex even before we put marriage, unfortunately. And then, but God's at the top of that pyramid. And Chip is saying God needs to be that foundation. Yeah, the bottom the very part. bottom part. And then it builds up to all these other things. But he has to be that crucial layer, that foundation. So what we're saying is you need to think about what you're going to do in your marriage for the mission of Jesus. Yes. That's where we are. Uh, in light of glorifying God with how you live. Are you and your spouse on mission is my second question. See, two disciples living and sharing with kids and relatives. Mission for Christ. Yeah, on yeah. mission for Christ. We are living for Jesus, for his cause, for his glory and not our own. And I think a lot of our time's taken up with us being who we want to be, what we want, our things that we want to accumulate. Yeah. And when you think about it from an eternal perspective, this changes marriage. This seeks the importance of God's command to go and multiply and make families. That's exactly what it does. And so uh, it's important that we have that perspective, that we know exactly what we're doing. So are we honoring God with our, our marriage? And this respects the plan that God has for our lives. We are to live to bring him glory every day. And, and let's say it again. We can do this. We can do this. Yeah. Because Everybody you know why? Everybody should say it. I can do this. Yeah. We can do this. That's exactly right. That's right. Because you know what? There's an us in Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. There's an us there. And that's a good reminder. To be with Jesus is to be against the world. 
We can all do this for the Lord's cause. Now, we have to I, want to do this. Though. Yeah, I you agree. Know, you got to get your willer in place, yeah. right? <laughs> so if if you have something to tell couples, like when they come to you for mentoring, what what do you tell them? What are their steps? There are steps, as as I say. You know, if you ever come to me for mentoring, you're going to always leave with a plan because I believe until you have a plan in place, you're not going to execute it, and that's kind of the knowledge and the application we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But I get back to the basics the basics 101 of marriage, and you will leave with homework. And the first three things that you're going to do for one solid week is, number one, you're going to do the Joyce Oglesby four-second hug morning and night. Four seconds. You're going to hug. You're going to embrace. And you just, you do it. You you know, if you've ever hugged me, you know, I'm going to hold you for 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. And, you know, our our quick response is to hug and, and break away. Well, you just hold and lock someone in for four seconds. That's the love transfer. Yeah. And so you do that as a couple. And then the second thing is you are going to lock in an eye gaze. Ah. Something happens when you lock in that gaze with your spouse. Ice starts to melt around the heart. If you have any uh, dissension between you, it's going to melt away. That's biblical. Lock in that gaze. And then biblical because the eyes are the window to the soul. That's right. The third thing that you're going to do, and this is so primary, and when two people come to me, I love it when the couples come rather than one's coming, you know, and wanting to change the other one. I always start with with the person that's coming, but I love it when the couples come because that means there's Mm -hmm. two willing parties and you have to have two willing parties uh, to fix things. But um, I I always send you away and I send the, the man away and I'm like, you are the priest of the home and you are going to, because I ask them, have you ever prayed together? Yeah, well, I pray for him or her. No, have How many you ever couples prayed answer together? that positively? Very few ever prayed together out loud, um, you know, for with each other. And so I tell the man he's going to start off. You're going to say one a one sentence prayer because people are timid about praying out loud to in front of their spouse. Why I don't know or or people. So you start off one sentence prayer wife, you end it. You close it. One sentence. The next day, it's two sentences. You close it, wife. Two sentences. Three, four, five. And when they come back the next week, I'll promise you, I have yet to see it fail that the marriage is transformed. Again, two willing parties. If you have one that breaks a chain, it's not going to work. You know, this, this kind of goes along with, with what Frank preached in the last series about. It is. Uh, you 1% know, better. 1% better. So you every, every day, day you want to get 1%, 1% better with your relationship better. with your spouse. That's good stuff. It is. All right, guys. Second Peter, as we close this out, says, make your calling and election sure. And there's some things you can do. I know Joyce's steps are great because they've worked. Uh, they've been proven. I'd like to give you some husbands and wife. You suppose you, you should be in Christ if you're going to be on mission. The second thing is you need to think, need to talk, and you need to take action. Think about what you're on mission as a disciple. Talk about it together and then take action. Come Private up with knowledge. a plan. That's right. And I like, to, I like to say it like this. Line it up and live it out. It's good. And if we, like you'll that. do that, you'll bring glory to God, and you will be absolutely uh, be doing something for the mission of Jesus Christ because other people are going to be attracted to your marriage. Next week, that's what we're going to talk about. 
is the fact that a Christian marriage should attract people to Jesus, outside people, non-Christians. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that's so powerful. We ask that you would take this word, you will change us and mold us uh, with your word. Lord, thank you for loving us and thank you for these moments we've had to be able to share with people. And uh, we pray for families and we pray for uh, couples uh, that your, your love and your absolute encouragement of them will enhance their marriages. So thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. <laughs>